Now, I know this isn't Big Ten, you know, whatever related, but I will say this is my only non-Big Ten related Big Ten or thing. go home, except the pick that... Except the first pick that we make. <laughs> Welcome to the Red Stars Report podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing the latest news and commentary on the NWSL Chicago Red Stars. I'm your host, LT, and this is my co-host, Grant. Hello, everybody. Hello, Grant. Um, hope you're having a, a good new year. Splendid. We'll see what uh, see what the rest, the rest of this month <laughs> unfolds. Um, if you've joined us before, uh, welcome back. And I really appreciate you coming back uh, and supporting us as your source for the uh, news on the Chicago Red Stars. Um, if you're new here, welcome. And uh, we appreciate you listening. There's a lot of stuff that's happened, LT. And um, even this morning, the news that I woke up to, do you want to talk about that first? Or do you want to talk about Davidson? Well, we can start with... Um, talking about Davidson because I spoke briefly in our last episode um, about what that departure kind of means to the club, but we haven't had your thoughts on it. So kind of what's your take on this situation? Well, for starters, uh, I am a Davidson stan. And uh, unfortunately, I've had to turn my jersey around now, uh, now that she's no longer a member of, of the Red Stars. I don't know what Gotham is doing. Like, we know what they're doing, but, like, personally, like, that's a lot of talent you got there, and it would be nice if you could share. But, like, I get what they're trying to go for, repeat, whatever. Um, But I don't know how they can afford it. I don't know what's going on. Just a lot of stuff. But um, I get it wanting to go somewhere else and have a new challenge and that opens up a spot for somebody else to come in and and take over for the red stars honestly all the best to tierna um we're all gonna miss her she's probably gonna do really well for gotham trying to get on that olympics roster it makes sense to go to a team like gotham um yeah it's unfortunate but stuff happens yeah yeah i think it's a huge loss for the red stars but as i said in our um in our last episode i'm just i'm really glad that we can be in a space in this league now where a player can choose where they want to be and choose a place that they feel is you know, best for them and, and the best environment for them. And I, a lot, a lot of what Tierna had said in her um, interviews after uh, the announcement really spoke to what she was looking for. And it just wasn't what Chicago could provide for her um, and Gotham could. So, you know, like you said, best to her. Um, I hope she does really well. I, I can't wait to root for her on the national team and, and I am I <laughs> Gotham is my is like my second team. Like I I, I really enjoy watching anymore. watching Gotham play, but the the you know, as as it always goes in this league, the stronger you get, the more hate comes to, yep. <laughs> to you. And and um like I'm a I'm a big fan of those players, but you know, hopefully the Red Stars take you down. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see what happens. I don't know. If yeah, I don't know if it'll be possible. We'll, we'll find out. But well, I um, mean, it... you could you could build a super team, and then there's the lack of chemistry. But I mean, since Gotham is basically the new home of the the U.S. Women's National Team, I feel like the chemistry is already there. And yeah, those players have yeah. been teammates already, so it's not. It wouldn't be a surprise if they are like immediately meshed, putting a lot of very big names uh on their on their squad and and we'll see what what that does for them but it it hurts the red stars in the meantime 
Yep, my heart hurts, but you know what? There's people that are going to want to play for the Red Stars. New starting center back role just opened up. Got the draft coming up. Things can happen, so we'll we'll wait and see for that. Yeah, the other the other painful news that um, you had mentioned that we were going to bring up is it's not necessarily Red Stars related, but she is a former Red Star. Um, Sam Kerr ruptured her ACL in training the day that we're recording this. And it's just devastating news. We love Sam here and we have since her days of wearing the Red Stars crest. Um, we wish her a speedy recovery and I'm really happy that her fiance, Christy Mewis, is now in London uh, at West Ham and can be there for her during this instead of, you know, playing in the NWSL in America and having to distantly um, be with Sam uh, during her recovery. Um, but is there anything that you want to say about Sam? I know you're a big, big Chelsea supporter and a big I'm a fan. huge Chelsea fan. Um, because the men are always trash and it's the women's team that always, you know, <laughs> brings my spirits back up. But um it's pretty devastating news, especially with um, you know, title hopes and Champions League hopes, and then of course the Olympics in July. I've never gone through such a horrible injury like that, but I'm assuming it, you know, gets you mentally. So, you know, I hope that she takes care of herself during this time. And, you know, of course she has the support of Christy as well, but just horrible, horrible news. And there needs to be more research done about ACL injuries and women's soccer because it's an epidemic. It's just become a crazy storyline, like every single time, almost like you become numb to it when you hear another person tearing their ACL. Yeah, I'm still in shock. I I woke up, I opened Twitter, and the first thing I saw was Chelsea FC women, Sam ruptured her ACL, and I'm like, oh my god. Well, see, I hope she has a speedy recovery. I'm not a huge Chelsea fan. Get out of I, here. I'm a, a West Ham. I'm a big Sam Kerr yes. fan. Um, big West Ham fan. Uh glad Christy Mewis is within London to to help Sam through this, but also to help my team fight uh their way out of reg- <laughs> relegation. They're not gonna be relegated. I don't know why everyone keeps joking about this. They're not gonna be relegated. They're that gonna be fine. Happen. They also got Katrina Gory, which I'm very excited about. Anyway, yeah. we should. <laughs> I'm also a huge Matildas fan. They're my number two international team. But anyway, so we, what we really should be doing instead of talking about Red Stars adjacent uh, news is we should be talking about, you know, what is actually related to the club, which is we made a signing. Finally. Yay! It's, you know, we've been waiting for it. It's not a signing that, people kind of expected to to happen it's not one of the players that uh were on the club formerly who are free agents um none of those have have happened yet since since carrie's uh resigning in free agency but uh they did sign central midfielder uh chardonnay curran to a two-year contract off waivers um curran was drafted 17th overall in 2022 NWSL draft one pick before the Red Stars had at 18 and Curran actually told a story on a couple of podcasts that I heard when I was doing my research on her was that she expected to be called at 18 by the Red Stars like she had had discussions with them and they're like we're gonna pick you at 18 like don't worry and um she missed the 17th pick on TV because of uh, a commercial or something and got a call from Kansas city a few minutes later and, and then she was on her way to Kansas city. So she was pretty much destined to be in Chicago and now she's here. So what are your thoughts on the signing grant? Well, I also listened to a few of those podcasts. Um, since she grew up in Hawaii and didn't really know a lot about, you know, the Midwest, I hope she knows about Illinois at least. Cause she didn't know about Missouri and Kansas. I believe so, all she said was, I know the bean. And that's Oh, I know the bean. Hey, that's better than middle of nowhere Kansas, 
Missouri. Yeah, that's true. Borderline. Because they play in they play in Kansas, right? Not Missouri. I think they're will play in Kansas. I think their current stadium is in Missouri. I don't know. I always See, get very knows. confused. I always get very confused. <laughs> nobody knows. I don't know. It's like So that's already better. It's true. Well, does she know Bridgeview though? <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows Bridgeview. Yeah. Nobody knows Bridgeview. I didn't even know where I was going the first time I went to a Red Stars game. But nonetheless, um, I'm really excited because we have somebody that has a two-year contract. It's not just one year. Two. That's great for us. Add another midfielder, younger player, wants to be in the city. Perfect. Plus... Had a lot of experience playing in the Pac-12. Very competitive league. Unfortunately, it's going away. Sure. But, you know, that's okay. Because it's going to the best league in college sports, the Big Ten. Um. Anyway, that'll, more on that later. Um. I'm really excited about her coming in to play for the Red Stars. I'm going to be interested to see what her playing time is going to look like. She didn't really have a lot of starts last year for Kansas City because her role changed a little bit. Um, But hopefully she gets a good amount of playing time here. I'm just really excited about this signing. Yeah, she didn't find a lot of minutes last season uh, with Kansas City, mostly because they signed so many midfielders during the offseason that it, it she, her role like you said kind of changed but there were a lot of injuries in that midfield in Kansas City last year and and uh she found minutes here and there throughout the season i um you know obviously the midfield in chicago was you know devastated all seasons ago um so adding a solid midfielder i think it was a good move to me um, I reviewed all of her matches that she played 30 plus minutes in last season. And um, my thoughts on her is that she, I think she's a solid overall player, like nothing super flashy kind of stood out to me um, in the minutes that I saw her. I really do like her quickness, um, especially laterally uh, off the ball. And um she puts a lot of effort on the defensive end as a central midfielder, which is something that I think we'll really need uh, for sure this year. Uh, She makes really good decisions in the passing game. I saw like, she's not the greatest passer that I've ever seen uh, play, but you know, the decisions that she seemed to make in the matches that I watched were typically always the right, the right decision to make the right pass to make. Uh, She made, uh, open like when she would push high uh she seemed to always kind of be open uh when she was pushing high she'd like throw her arms up uh calling for the ball but whoever had the ball typically didn't really see her but i did go look at her heat map on uh, sofa score and she tends to be uh she tends to play her best in the uh the right side defensive half of of the field um so she might fight for minutes with or behind uh Carrie Ricaro um she could be a, a pretty solid player in in defense i don't I didn't see a whole lot of her offensively but i i think uh in a defensive midfield depending on what kind of formation you know head coach Lauren Donaldson deploys or whoever else we add to the squad this off season, I we'll see, we'll kind of see how that plays out, but that's kind of like, that's what I saw in her from the matches that I watched. Yeah. I watched a highlight of that game that Kansas city played against Monterey and um, the run that she made kind of basically started that whole goal that the tap-in goal for yeah, that. One, yeah. Her only um, professional goal. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. That I noticed was really nice. I'd be interested, though, in whatever formation that they pick next year. I think they should change it. I know that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Definitely scrap everything 
from last year. <laughs> see how the roster plays out before uh, <laughs> formations kind of come into it. Yeah. Um, I know that I saw a lot of people kind of looking at the current signing and and saying like, well, if Kansas City didn't want her, like, why should we want her? Um, that's a bad way to look at it. But so she was actually she actually requested to be released by Kansas City to play elsewhere. Like she didn't feel like Kansas City was the right place for her to be in her career. And so she asked them to to release her. And that's why she ended up on the waiver wire. And that's why Chicago ended up picking her up. And if if Chicago wanted her back in the 2022 draft, it doesn't surprise me that they would quickly pick up on you know that release yeah it it doesn't it's not surprising because she's a player that expected to be in chicago i don't know who like would still be in the front office from uh well that's what i was just gonna say too like because there's so much change there is yeah so i guess i don't i don't really know who would the goalkeeper coach be, i still don't know who, yeah rade might be just like hey we wanted her so we should so so we should take her um but i will always say about any player who signs with the chicago red stars that if they want to play here after everything that's happened with this organization yeah then there's someone that i want to be on this roster like obviously you're not going to look at a player and be like you know oh they're a terrible player i you know, let's get them on the roster because they want to be here. But it's it's just it's something about it feels like they will fight more if they want to be here. It's not like mm-hmm. they were drafted here and they were stuck here. Or if you know their contract was so long they and they're stuck here. It's like a player, and not just for like you said, not just for one year, but signed a two-year contract. So at least some turn like some kind of longevity with the club. Um, if they want to play here, like I want that, I want that player on our roster. I I want them. Yeah, and the people that are making those kinds of comments too, like there's many reasons that someone gets released. So just to like, I know yeah. I went off last episode, but like just, I know it's like also a business thing, but it's also like a personal thing sometimes as well. So you know, teach their own with their comments. But I mean, I'm excited for Chardonnay to be here and to be yeah. a red star and you know maybe gets on the on the jersey over here we'll <laughs> we'll see <laughs> people are not only are people gonna have to fight for minutes on the uh the red stars this season to see who gets in the starting 11 but they're gonna have to fight for grant's <laughs> grant grant's back of back of jersey name <laughs> hey I, i'm still gonna say that you know malazo is still my number one okay uh for this but you never know like if we sign someone that i like in the next few weeks like could move up but to go back to chardonnay um one of our community members uh jamie aka boog as we call him um he's been saying for months uh anytime that kern's name was brought up that she should be a red star and i I think i saw a screenshot of this i went back and i looked through um all like the chats the search history uh on the discord and the first time that he had mentioned it was february 2023 so for 11 months he's been manifesting this <laughs> signing and it finally happened so good job Boog. if we get chardonnay on the pod we gotta bring that up oh absolutely and so you know he made the first uh, external signing of 2024 happen so yep. You know, I can't wait for to see his next prediction. We'll just start throwing out, but you know, really, really good names. See what happens. Put the predictions in the Discord. Yeah, and if you are a listener uh, and you enjoy kind of discussing the Red Stars with other people, I really strongly encourage you to join our Discord server. Uh, we'll have a link in the description. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, it's at the beginning and end of every episode. It's a great space with constant discussions of uh the red stars as a club and just women's soccer as a whole it's a really fun place to be love self promo <laughs> i love I'm reading through promo it on my own podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like an ad read 
Yeah. You want to keep up to date with the latest Red Stars news? Make sure to join the the Red Stars Report Discord channel. Link down below. <laughs> Speaking of news, just I'm not sure if within the next couple of days the club will sign anyone. Um, they could very easily sign someone after we record this episode, but you know, <clears throat> we we know that uh, barring any trades, they'll at least have five players that they'll pick in the college draft this Friday. Uh, the Red Stars have those five picks. Uh, round one, pick three, thanks expansion draft. Uh, round two, pick 17. Round three, pick 31. Round three, pick 41. And round four, pick 45. And I'm not really someone who watches a whole lot of college soccer outside of Northwestern soccer and and some of the matches don't boo me some of the matches <laughs> um throughout the NCAA tournament so I know players through that but I you know don't watch their whole careers like some people do and I'm not the most well versed on this topic uh but so how's your how's your college soccer knowledge grant go big 10 or go home I only know about the big 10 because I used to work in Big Ten college soccer scene. Yeah. Um, last season, the Red Stars drafted four players, three of which uh, signed with the club and still remain with the club. Those players are Penelope Hawking, Ali Schlegel, and Sophie Jones. Penelope really made an impact right away uh, on the club, having to kind of step up in Mal's absence during her injury. And... Allie was an absolute beast in the limited minutes that she got last season, which I think is criminal that she didn't get more minutes. She could and should fight for that starting center forward position. I, I really do think that she could make a huge impact with the club there. But uh, Sophie Jones didn't really have any meaningful minutes all season to make much of an impression on the pitch, even though she was a huge huge presence off uh, the pitch amongst the team yeah. that so a player like that that's the kind of player that you want on your on your team so all, like the draft last season was seen to be very important for the club and that being said the club has had a lot of great young talent and hopefully veterans on that front line who currently are free agents returning next season hopefully like mal ella bianca players like that um they're kind of set can be set at the forward position but so i really think that the club needs midfielders and defenders in the draft but grant you know who are some names that that you've got your eyes on for the red stars on friday I would just like to to bring up a question to you before I answer oh, your okay. question. Is how likely do you think we trade away our first round uh, pick or our third pick for maybe like a high profile name, maybe for like center back or, or whatever? How likely do you think that is? I... See, with Tierna gone now off the club, like, and Kayla, like, center back is probably definitely the most important position that needs to be filled right now. And if there is a center back on a club, an established, like, either young, very talented center back or a veteran center back who could solidly, you know, form the red stars back line next season into their own ship. If that, if a player like that is out there and a trade and a team is willing to trade up two, three to get it, I think it could happen. But the draft this year with who is declared is very midfield def defense heavy. And I think it would be a missed opportunity for the club to pick a player who is very talented at center back in the draft. 
without the risk of going too far down and missing talent like that. I don't know how likely it is, but I could see it happen, but maybe, maybe not as likely as just picking a center back at pick three. Okay. I'm going to predict that something crazy is going to happen like last year. Maybe not involving us, but like another big name going in like at least the top 10 picks. That's my prediction. But um, yeah, I think since, you know, we desperately, desperately need a center back. And as you saw yesterday in my uh, graphic design creation, um, I think that we're going to pick up Ava Gattino from Notre Dame. Now, I know this isn't Big Ten, you know, whatever related, but I will say this is my only non-Big Ten Big Ten or thing. go home, except the pick that... Except the first pick that we make. <laughs> Since we so desperately need a center back, I thought, you know, who else other than Ava? But I would just like to say that I don't know if she will right away be in that starting slot but with her performance at Notre Dame I would assume so just because all of her um awards and achievements that she got at Notre Dame I would say maybe she is the next Davidson but we shall see yeah she has a lot of size at 511 and always kind of seems to be like in the right place at the right time, very much like Davidson was. Um, so if they choose her at number three, like that's what I that's what I would want to. That's exactly the name that that I had uh, had that I had there as well. I I, I think it's an obvious choice um, because mostly because of the players that I think are going before her. Um, but if she goes, I don't think she'll go one or two to Utah or Bay, but but we'll, I mean, we'll see. Yeah, and there's still people to declare for the draft. That's true, too. So. Yeah, we're recording this on Sunday, and Monday's the deadline, so we'll we'll find out if some massive names come on Monday and, and our predictions will be useless. Yeah. Is there any other, other names other than uh, Ava that you were thinking of? Emma Jasnick is, is a need not a want is a need especially if we want more defensive midfield minded players plus i think she can just roam the entire midfield doesn't matter what position she plays she is that good broke my heart during the nebraska wisconsin game because you know i gotta bring up the huskers um absolutely awesome i just I hate when other players that good play for other teams, like especially Wisconsin of all teams. But you know, Emma Jasenik is another one, and of course, Reagan Cox from Michigan State, Big Ten, or go home. What about you? Uh, yeah, the Emma's an incredibly versatile player. Um, from what I could could see and. I don't know if she'll go like at pick three, but if she's somehow around at pick 17, um, I would not Brian. be, would not be upset. <laughs> Big 10 midfielder of the year, uh, Mac Herman semifinalist, uh, a player that could literally play anywhere on the field. Like she, like I said, she's incredibly versatile. Um, comes out of Wisconsin, Wisconsin native, the Red Stars love in the past to pick Big Ten players. That's what they've kind of what they've done. Um, and, you know, or, or at least just Midwest local kids. Um, yeah. That could change with the new front office, new head coach, um, that kind of stuff. But I think the biggest need is center back and like all I hear people talking about um, is Ava Gatino. Like that's, 
Like that's the player that that I think will go number three. I had employed the help of our community members, Noah Cheryl and Criminalist, who watch soccer or college soccer extensively, um, to help me in my research for this uh, episode in the to- uh, for this topic because I, like I said, my knowledge is very is very limited. Um, so if I say names here, none of that, none of them are selected by the Red Stars. Just remember that this is the reason that not I have a podcast. No, well, it's oh. not their fault either. I'm just, this is the reason that I have a podcast and not in, you know, a GM for a professional football club. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not a scout. Uh, I, I Disclaimer, we do disclaimer. not know anything. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't know anything. We have no knowledge of this. We are just uh, putting words together. Yeah. Um, they gave me lists of, of players. Noah gave me a very detailed cheat sheet, which was amazing. And I'll put it in the description. I got his permission to show everybody it, it's, he has a lot of thoughts and I love it. Um, and so with those names, I did more research on the players. So I, you know, could actually know what I'm talking about. Um, at least for the first couple of rounds, I'm not like too familiar with the players who will be going in the later rounds, although um, Noah does have like a lot of like the later picks, he even made like a mock draft. It's great. Um, but as I said, we do need a center back and uh, Ava Catino, I think will be that center back at number three. Um, other defenders that I think would be right for the red stars, either at center back or fullback are uh, Julia Elias out of Georgetown. Also, I'm going to butcher names. I just want to let you guys know that I, I I'm not going to I'm not going to say everyone's name correctly, but I, I you know, so forgive me. Um and then McKenna Morris out of Clemson, who I hear a lot of people talking about. Oh, yeah. And if then, we could uh, get her, yeah. Yeah, and then uh Kennedy Wesley out of Stanford. If any of them are available, um if we know for a fact that, you know, like Casey Kruger doesn't resign, I think those would be important players to take if they're, they're not going to be around in the second round, but it's hard with, you know, who who you you think is going to go number three, but I hope one of them falls to the second round or something because those, those would be great, uh, uh, great pickups. You could see players drop out of the first round. You could see, you know, late round defenders not named who end up being better in their career than than top draft picks. So just kind of remember that. Um, although Kennedy Wesley is a defender at Stanford and, you know, they seem to kind of never miss with defenders out of Stanford <laughs> or even players out of Stanford for that matter. <laughs> Obviously, the club also needs midfielders. Um, there's a few names that I'd like to see called during the Red Stars picks on Friday um, who play in the midfield, but specifically like defensive midfield. I think we're kind of covered in like the attack of uh, t- attacking side of the midfield. But the name that I've heard a lot of uh, lists have is Corey Dyke out of Penn State because who wouldn't want another Penn State player on the Chicago yep. Red Stars? Uh, also, a player out of Colorado, which you know, is she the one with the connection to to real Colorado? Is there because I know there's a few names on that. No, list. the I wrote some of those down fun because i thought it would be important like for fun well i just thought it would be important because yeah. of their ties to lauren donaldson uh, uh couple... van zatten she's one right so there's a few players that i've uh that i looked through the draft list and and saw that their youth club was real colorado was maddie livingston who's a goalkeeper out of the university of uh, North Dakota 
I don't think yeah. we'll need a goalkeeper. But also just like remember that these like players who I'm gonna list right now obviously mm-hmm. are not like definitely going to the Red Stars, but they could end up as like either late round draft picks or non-roster invitees in in camp. Um, and then uh Ali Makowitz, another goalkeeper, Clemson. And then uh, Jamie Tatum, a midfielder out of the University of Wyoming. All of them, at one point in their youth career, played for Real Colorado. So it would not be su- I would not be surprised if Lauren had their his eyes on them, uh, having possibly known them and known them in their yeah. youth careers. But the player that you had mentioned. Um, who is expected to be drafted pretty high that we should all kind of keep our eyes on based on her ties to to Lauren is Van Zanten. Um, Kiki Van Zanten. <laughs> Told you I'd butcher these names. <laughs> Midfielder, uh, Buffalo Grove native, so Illinois native, and then also a Jamaican international. So she could end up on the Red Stars because of her ties to, to Lauren. So that that wouldn't surprise me either. Do you think she'd be available at 17 or is that like out of the question? I think that's probably out of the question. Okay. Maybe. I don't know if like, I don't know if she'll like be looked over. Maybe. It's possible. It's like we'll pick two players out of <laughs> this entire list or two players that we don't even talk about. And that's very possible. Back to the uh, midfield specifically. Um, as I mentioned, Corey Dyke is a player that I could see them taking like at number three immediately. Uh, very good player at Penn State, Big Ten uh, Defender of the Year. Played center back, but probably a little too small to be center back. I think she's only like five six. Um, probably a little Taller too small. Me. I don't think you can play center back <laughs> for the Red Stars either. Uh, <laughs> shorter than five six at least. Um, the uh, what? But what I looked at, like Big Ten Player of the Year, um, should yeah. probably move up into the. Uh, defensive midfield once she gets into the NWSL that wouldn't surprise me at all it's it but it's a player that I would keep my eye on um I really like her and as I said there's already three Penn State players on the Red Stars why not a fourth you know um another name which I will probably butcher again uh is (laughs) Hal Hirschfeld who seems to also be on everyone's list uh, a midfielder out of Clemson. According to Noah in his list that he gave me, he said, quote, slot her next to Julia and let her cook. So that's not something that's, that I'd argue with. <laughs> that, you know, that seems she seems like a great player in the, the little research uh, that I did uh, on her. And I know that there's... You know, probably some people right now that are saying to themselves, like, like LT, why didn't you mention like Roy Bethune or Maya Doms or Brecken Mazingo, Emily Moxley? They're not coming. <laughs> because yeah, it's because <laughs> they'll probably go to Utah or the Bay or the Red Stars won't select them at three and they will definitely not fall to to 17th. They if they do take one of them for some reason. I would love to have any one of them. Yeah. I'm not going to argue. Um, it's cool with me, but those are kind of like big names that I keep seeing on everyone's lists that are like one, two, one, two, one, two. So I, I, I doubt that they'll end up. I mean, one of them obviously has to end up available at three, but I, yeah. I, I don't think the red stars will, will take them, but prove me wrong. I don't care. <laughs> The, the GM that we have prove us prove us wrong yeah no 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 GM prove whatever your <laughs> not name is prove us wrong oh my goodness yeah no we are we are getting Ava and I'm pumped 
I'm manifesting right now. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to see it too. I think he's a great player. Uh, I'm cool with it. Then I don't have to make a new graphic. <laughs> it's already made. If it isn't the case that the Red Stars pick any uh, local players, I would expect or at least early in the draft, I would expect them to at least pick them late or invite them in as non-roster invitees if they if they don't get drafted. Uh, but there were several players that I did want to mention that people can kind of keep their eye on who are local players. Uh, Aaron McKinney is a goalkeeper, uh, a Belvedere native out of the University of Wisconsin. Um, Megan Nemec, midfielder, Tinley Park native uh, out of the University of Minnesota. I think she was a Loyola Chicago player before she transferred. And then Autumn Weeks, a forward East Peoria native out of the University of Louisville. You can kind of keep your eyes kind of on those players because you might see them either late in the draft or as non-roster invitees uh, with the club. If they kind of keep going towards that local talent, which is something I did want to discuss um, with you, Grant, is is it important still to kind of have that local talent with this club? No. I don't think so. At least not right now. I feel like the Red Stars issue beforehand was, you know, Eclipse, 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 like whatever. Like that was their thing because of Roy. But um, I feel like instead of just focusing on local people, we should just branch out and get talent from other states, kind of attract people from all over to come play here instead of only grabbing from the same pot, grab from a different one instead. Um, I mean, it's always nice to have local players on your team. That's great. But... Let's try to get people from like California or something to come play for the Red Stars. Like trying to to branch out more instead of being in the same area, I think is important for the Red Stars moving forward, especially with all the talent that we've gotten from Eclipse. And they are great players. I'm not, you know, dragging Eclipse. We've got a lot of great players that played for Eclipse, but at the same time, we need to branch out more and kind of back away slowly from only focusing on local talent. Yeah, I think a lot of the non-roster invitees that kind of come into into camp for the last several years have really been that local talent because they were known by the coaching staff, especially like players who played within like the Red Stars reserves for for years uh as well player you know players like um like tatum like amanda kowalski amanda fick if she changes uh and um i think it's important like you said to branch out and start having these players from what you might think of as like untouchable sections of the country. It's almost like recruiting, you know, in college, like there's talent there that won't get drafted, but we shouldn't continue to focus on, you know, kids that are from the area. You could still, you know, bring them in, but I, I would really like to see them really branch out to all corners of, of, the United States and and bring in some players that went unnoticed in the draft and bring them, bring them to Chicago and see what they can do. I think it's important to note as well that Lauren will have a big say in all of this as well. And he's not, you know, a local guy. He's that's why we brought up the players who played within his youth youth system why you should kind of keep an eye on those players because that is, you know, he's an international coach. He has a lot of 
um, connections throughout the United States, throughout the world. And it wouldn't surprise me to immediately see his impact and his importance on the club uh, shown through who gets invited into training camp, but also who who gets drafted on draft night on Friday. And speaking of Lorne, I was looking around, um, just doing some research and, and info on him. And I came across Real Colorado's send-off message to him on their website, which makes me feel really good about the club's choice to hire him. Um, listen to this from um, Ron von Lemp, who is the chair, uh, the chairman of the organization. He said, quote, uh, on behalf of the board of directors of Rio Colorado, I would like to express our heartfelt appreciation for Lauren's dedication and significant contributions to our organization. He has been instrumental in elevating Real Colorado to new heights, and we are thrilled for Lorne as he embarks on his new journey and equally enthusiastic about the future opportunities of our team. Lorne will always be an integral part of Real Colorado family that he helped shape, and we eagerly anticipate maintaining and celebrating our relationship with him in years to come. And then the CEO, Jared Spires, said, quote, Lorne's advancements to this new role as head coach of the NWSL Chicago Red Stars is something that has been a long time coming. In my view, his dedication to Real Colorado was probably the main factor behind any postponement. I'm genuinely thrilled for him and eagerly anticipate his accomplishments in his next chapter. Personally, Lauren is an irreplaceable figure in various capacities as a coach, a mentor, individual, and a friend. Though I'll miss his frequent presence, I take comfort in knowing that our bond and the roles he plays in my life remain unchanged. I'm excited to uphold and advance his legacy that he's crafted in real Colorado. And I love quotes like that. It really speaks volumes to Lauren's character, his dedication to player development, both on and off the field, and also just his relationship to others within an organization that he was, you know, the the pillar of. Yeah, like you said earlier, she's going to make an instant impact um, in a lot of this decision-making, especially with the draft coming up. Um, and, you know, what he did with Jamaica in the World Cup, too, was pretty incredible in itself. Um, I'm just excited to see, you know, the first few games that the Red Stars play and... Um, you know, what that kind of impact will look like. I know things probably won't, you know, turn around for us right away, but the fact that he specifically is the one that is coaching us now and, uh, you know, with all those amazing things said about him kind of makes me more excited to have him here in Chicago. But, you know, time will tell, of course. Yeah, that's kind of why I wanted to bring up those those quotes because, like, I've heard really good things about him uh, from people, but just stumbling upon, you know, um, goodbye messages from people who he had extensive uh, relationships with through his youth soccer program, like what they had to say about him. Like, I really, I'm excited to see what players say about him uh, when he starts in his new role, whenever that is, the club really hasn't announced when he'll, you know, be in the building. But he just seems like the kind of play, uh, the kind of coach that not just players want to fight for and and play for, but what anybody within an organization wants to uh, be around and and um, and be better for. Yeah, I mean, all around great guy. I remember the flip that he did after yeah. they advanced. That was cool. I'm gonna bookmark that. Anytime we win, that's the gif I'm gonna post. Okay, is him flipping. That's that's a new thing that I'm. Gonna I do hope he, that I that's hope he insane. also flips. 
<laughs> in a Red Stars match when they win. I hope it happens. It'd be very playoff win. Do a flip. Do a flip. He'll do it. We're gonna make the playoffs. But you're gonna call that now. <laughs> We're gonna make the playoffs. Yes. With the what is it? 19 players we have on the roster. We're gonna make them. We are gonna make the playoffs. Mel's coming back. Um, that's all I'm going to say in terms of that. I don't know who the heck we're going to sign, but we are going to make the playoffs. I'm saying it right now on January 7th, okay. 2024. It's going to happen. Okay. We'll see. Follow along for draft updates on Red Stars Report. I will be live tweeting and making player graphics. Um, I'm excited for that. No pressure. No pressure. Just no your pressure. First posts, anyway. Just your first posts on, on Red Stars Report. Yikes. My first and last, it sounds like. No. <laughs> no. I promise I'm going to do my best as admin for Red Stars Report, my short-lived time for admin, <laughs> Um, on draft day. So here at uh, Red Stars Report, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. If you want to see our reactions, uh, our beautiful, gorgeous faces, I'm wearing my pink hoodie and my pink hat today, making my face pink. <laughs> you can watch us on on our YouTube page, Red Stars Report. Uh, subscribe to our show wherever you watch and listen and turn on those notifications to see uh, when our new episodes go up. And, you know, like Grant said, make sure you're following us uh, at Red Stars Report on all our social media channels to keep up with the latest news uh, in between the episodes. Special shout out to Noah, Cheryl, and criminalists in our Discord uh, for your help with the draft research. Uh, I'll link Noah's draft sheet and his mock draft uh, down below so any anyone can see the great work that he did. If you are a listener uh, and you enjoy discussing the Red Stars with other people, once again, I encourage you to join our Discord server with our link in our description. It's a great space, constant discussions on the club. And I believe several of our members will be having a live voice chat on draft night to watch it together. So, so join in on that. I have to be working during uh, the draft night. So, so Grant will be live tweeting our draft, co uh, our draft coverage starting on Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. The draft will be available to watch on Ion at the same time, which is strange. But uh, so yeah. I, I hope I hope you guys enjoy the draft week and have the great rest of your uh, of your day. And don't forget to subscribe to us uh, so you can catch us on the next episode of Red Stars Report. <laughs>